Okay, so I still, I'm still kind of struggling to like put this image in words, but I'm going to try my best to describe it. You know the thing that like samurais do in like the, the good samurai movies or in like animes where they just like, you know, they just sort of like barely pull, it looks like they barely pull their blade out of their sheath because of how quickly yeah. they move. I am. Um, I was just sort of earlier this week, I was just imagining myself just doing that, you know, just going like, and then just my head is gone. There's just like a geyser of blood spraying from my neck like it's a Kurosawa movie. Oh, fuck uh, yes. Now, I wish to, uh, so that's the bit. I told Jillian beforehand that this is a meta bit, which is to say it's a bit about the context in which I did one. So sometimes when I think of a bit like that, I call Michael and I just. Oh, uh, that's so funny. I just, I try, I just give him the bits. Sometimes Michael isn't busy. And then funnily enough, I call my friend Michael, my good friend Mikey, who listens to the podcast. Hello, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my backup Michael to share bits with, you know, just going like, yeah. hey. Um, we're going to switch tracks briefly. Have you read the memoir Darkness Visible by no. uh, William Styron? Uh, okay, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's a memoir in which this author basically just describes several month long and incredibly intense depressive episode that he had. Oh, so it's something um, I should read while living alone directly after reading. I'm thinking of ending things, right? Yeah. Weirdly enough, it's very similar to like watching I'm thinking of ending things in terms okay, of cool. what it do you emotionally. It's awesome. So good. Uh, there's like this one incredibly powerful passage. This uh, Anyway, there's a great passage in it where he like talks about how his uh, doctor asked if he was feeling suicidal. And he's like, I, I said yes and decided to leave it at that rather than like telling him that everything in my home had become an implement of my own destruction. Uh, as he talks about like walking by the rafters and imagining hanging himself, uh, stuff like that. He ends it with the banger line. Uh, the knives in my kitchen drawers had taken on a single purpose for me, which is. Oh, wow. Great. That's the vibe of the whole thing. Towards the end, he recovers, fortunately. Good on him. He does not kill himself at the end of his memoir, which would be a bummer. That would be a bummer, yeah. Oh, a bummer. Yes, that as well. Uh, <laughs> I did say baller. Uh, <laughs> 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 it would be both. Anyway, I bring this up because I had a, I'd lent it to Mikey uh, a couple of days ago, and she had... Finished reading it about 15 minutes before I called her to share this bit. Um, I didn't even say hello. So she, like, picked up the phone, told me later, and she was, like, you know, going through it emotionally, because what a crazy read. Uh, and I didn't even say hi. I was like, okay, so you know the thing they do in Samurai Movie? And I shared the bit. Um, which is so much funnier than the original bit. The image of... Mm-hmm. reading that and then immediately you get an unprompted call from your insane and evil friend who goes hey what if i killed myself with a samurai sword wouldn't that be funny <laughs> <laughs> i've also uh the other thing i i've been thinking about that bit again in part because it's just a very funny image i love the idea of myself slicing my own head off with you really speed. only think about you killing yourself in different time periods you're like how yes. would i do it Ugh. in 1754 here's the thing look the shogunate Michael did call me out a while back because I was talking with him and my mom about, I don't even remember how it came up, but um, I was talking about, uh, I was talking about the Battle of Shirayama. Uh, (laughs) As one does with their mother. Yeah, Michael's classic banger that he hit me with was Matt's Roman Empire is, uh, Matt's Roman Empire is feudal Japan and he's not even a weeb, which was so damn But I think (laughs) that your Roman Empire is your future suicide. Exactly. Yeah. So it just takes on a number of, uh, like I said, I. Not that you're going to kill yourself, but. Not that I'm going to kill myself, but when I do, there will be a lot of signs and you'll all feel really guilty. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go on a weird. We're starting this off very bizarre. Don't worry. I'm going to steer it into a happier direction because I've been thinking about that image in particular, right? The, uh, The samurai sword. And then I was imagining a samurai who doesn't have a sword. But he's still, like, just with his fist, just moves it up and down once really quickly. And then, like, five guys around him just come immediately. They all just go, like, Whoa, you know, it's all over. <laughs> he's a gay samurai. Um, okay, yeah. Jerks them all off really quickly. And that 
is also a very funny image, you know. Just, um, very funny. Um, and that's uh, those are my samurai bits that I have for you all at the start of the Doug Zone. It's the Doug Zone. Oh, sorry. Before we get into the Oscars, which we're going to a uh, little peek behind the curtain for you guys, I did just. Fiona and I were talking before we recorded, as we do. Um, and we did immediately. We caught we caught ourselves pretty quickly when we started talking about the Oscar nominations. We were like, wait. We should probably do this on mic. But before that, yeah, we have sure. a much more important topical thing we need to talk about. Just sort of like imagine that like, I don't know, in the arms of an angel is playing softly underneath me as I say this. Ron DeSantis ended his campaign for president. He has shuffled off this mortal coil and endorsed Donald Trump. Fly high, sweet angel. We will miss you. We will miss you. Too. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Air horn sound effects. A quarter a day can save Ron DeSantis' campaign. <laughs> Do you get um sorry that reminds me do you get the ads for that one like it's like a luxury dog food company yes where it's like don't feed your dog processed food every day that one no living creature yes like he sounds like he's about to cry like dog it's not that deep makes me feel so bad because i'll be like Uh, watching youtube as i'm like pouring my dog kibble and i'm like what the fuck is this ad why even funnier there's another one where he's like we don't want anyone to think Feeding their dog our food is spoiling their pets. Yes. And like I said, like his yes. voice is like about to break. Like the man is heartbroken at the thought that you aren't going to buy his product, which I think is great. I That's the best way to sell something is just guilt people into it by being yeah. like, if you don't buy this, I will kill myself. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say, look, I think it helps that I have cats because like those ads don't make me feel bad at all. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. think it helps that I have like my little cats, which cats just as a creature. I don't remember if this is actually scientific or if I just heard it once and thought it was funny. Cats are autistic, all of them. There's no other explanation for their behavior, which is to say our cats, we've tried to give them like real food. We've given them wet food before, all sorts of things. They hate it all. They want the dry kibble. They get angry at us if we feed them anything. Like the first like Christmas we had, Ranger and Amber, we were like, we'll get them like something like really nice, right? So we like looked up like kinds of meat that cats can eat, like, you know, something Mm -hmm. like high end proteins for them. And we put it down next to them, and they have sort of just, like, looked at us like, what the fuck is this? Just give us the dry food, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I My dog so, gets fancy treats because I got a BarkBox subscription for Christmas. So she gets nice treats, but she just gets yeah. regular puppy chow. Yeah, our cats, my parents got a, um, I think it was my aunt gave it to them. Someone, as a gift for my family, gave them a, um, like, a cat advent calendar. It had like little treats inside of it. Now, see, the problem is that then your cat wants a treat every day for the rest of their waking life. Yeah, exactly. And that's the nice thing is we would just sort of like slip it in. Like we basically like set it down whenever it was like time for them to eat. We sort of like put it next to the bowl for them. So they like mm-hmm. they picked up on it. But so they didn't start their morning with it because we all we bought the exact same thing. We're like, OK, yeah, this might be a if you give a mouse a cookie situation, if we're not if mm-hmm. we don't play these cards real careful. Yep, yep, yep. But um, yeah. if you give a cat a calendar, if you give a cat a calendar, we'll start making dates. And you, you, you do don't want, want your that. Cat. Your cat should not be keeping track of the passage of time. No, no. My calendar right now, it's just this is I should send you a picture of this. Actually, I will send me a picture of your calendar. And I must have done this very late at night because it's a psychotic oh, no. thing to do. Dude, I. I love to do psychotic things late at night. A while back, I was in a group chat. I don't even remember what the exact context of it was. I was a little gone at the time off go. of mostly sleep deprivation. And um, I remembered some argument that I was having with other people in the group chat. And there was a guy in there who I thought was on my side. And when I sent when I said that, he was like, no, I wasn't. I completely disagreed with that. Oh, my God. And I woke up the next morning discovering that apparently the messages I had sent were I, I said that him changing sides was like Peter denying Christ with the first message that I said. Uh, and when he said, I'm not changing sides, I've always done this. My response was once more before the cock crows. Uh, and at that point, I passed out for the night and I woke up to discover the entire group chat was hooking me for the objectively insane thing that I had said. But I do stand by it. I think that's a baller line. Um, that is a baller line. Oh, hell yes, Joanne. This <laughs> is so tight. <laughs> Thank you. It's just scrawled across like a days of the week calendar. It just says stay sane. Yeah, and I like that it is scrawled really is the word for it. Like this feels 
like it would be like written in blood on the walls of an asylum as like <laughs> environmental storytelling in like, like a oh, Bioshock no. game. Like, oh, this cannot be. Uh. I haven't erased it. It's funny because right now on my fridge on my other whiteboard is like a really heartfelt message that my roommate left me when she moved out. That's like living with you has been one of the greatest pleasures of my life. And I'm so sorry that it ended. But I I really appreciate your friendship and all that is to come in our futures and all that happened in our past. And then on the other one, it says that. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) it looks like something you'd find in an asylum horror game. Like, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um. It is fun discovering, like, hidden messages from your roommates, though. Um, yes. I, uh, the room in, back in the schoolhouse, RIP, uh, I, uh, when I first moved in, the guy who lived there before me, uh, who was a good friend of mine, had left, like, just a little sticky note, uh, I don't remember where it was, it was, like, behind a poster that he had left up or something like that, and I loved the wording he used, because when I asked him about it later, he's like, yeah, I was trying to be a little bit weird, because I didn't want to just, like, be genuine, because I was like, Matt wouldn't like that. Oh. Oh, which is a little that. it's a little rough that he blocked me that effectively. But it said something like, Matt, you're an all right chap and I love you. Uh, and I was like, thank you, my friend. But I have realized that I think I can only date autistic people because every other person can be genuinely sincere. But other autistic people will like say something sincere and be like, no, nah, that's gay. And then move yeah, exactly. on. And that Absolutely I love. Not. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It's like, I could say this. I won't, but I could. Yeah. Here's what I would say to you. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Yes. Uh, And you'll notice that there's almost no overlap in this Venn diagram. No, there is none. All right. Sorry, I'm looking up the Oscar nominations. Oh, it's going to make you mad. No, I've seen them. So there has been discourse. I've actually, I'm going to defend most of the Oscar picks. Okay, uh, it's just the same four movies, right? Yeah, a lot of it is just the same four movies. So, yeah, because usually I, like, don't really pay attention to, like, awards and stuff, right? Usually what I do when the Oscar nominations are dropped is I Google them, I get mad that none of the things I like are mentioned anywhere, and then I ignore them. And this time I Googled it, and I got very nervous because a lot of movies that I like are on here. Um, but, yeah, there's been a lot of discourse surrounding... Uh, the fact that Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie were not nominated for Best Director and Best Actor, respectively. Barbie's going to win at least one Oscar. Who cares? Oh, yeah, exactly. A, it's going to win at least one Oscar. B, I was talking to a friend about this earlier today. Like, I liked Barbie, right? Yeah. It wasn't a masterpiece. And I think no, it was, it was good. It was fun. It was a popcorn movie. Yeah, it, it was It was fun. agreeable. It was the best commercial ever made. And I'm not yes. saying that, like, sneeringly. I'm no, saying that's no, no, sneering, no, for right? sure. Um, but it also feel... it wasn't, like, it wasn't Greta Gerwig's best movie. No. But it wasn't, It like, didn't Ro- say Margot Robbie's anything new, and it didn't challenge you as a viewer at all. And I feel like a lot of best director picks specifically, they want the the director to be saying something. Yeah, well, and also, like, the... Not that Greta Gerwig is saying nothing in the Barbie movie, but, like, everything yeah, exactly. that she's saying we've heard a million times, right? Yeah. Like, she's, and she's saying it, like, well, and, like, in a smart way. Like, the literal direction of Barbie, in my opinion, at least, was not, like, the thing that I, like, really zeroed in on when I was watching it. Like, the production design and the costume yeah, design. Yeah, for sure. And I think it won for both of those. I mean, I've got nominations for both of those. Were absolutely spectacular, right? But, like, the literal direction was good, but not, like, anything particularly crazy. Especially How are when you, you going to feel like, if it wins um, Best Picture? I will be uh, surprised, actually. I think I'll be pretty surprised yeah. if it wins Best Picture. I will also be a little disappointed. Um, Do you think it's going to be Killers of the Flower Moon? I don't. I want it to be. That's, like, mm-hmm. my pick. My pick, and here's the thing. I really... Once I again, Killers not... of the Flower Moon is going to win something. It's nominated for almost every award. Oh, yeah. Right? Lily Gladstone is going to win Best Actress because if she doesn't, I'm going to kill someone. Uh, that's, like the, that's like the only <laughs> category that I really care about a lot, actually. Right. Because did you see Killers of the Flower Moon? I don't remember if you did. No. I haven't it seen is... any movie in theater since Barbie. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I Killers haven't seen anything now. was so good. I went in expecting to like it, and I left, like, sobbing. I cried through, like, half Oof. of that movie, which I, I was not expecting. It. It's is it on anything or will I have to pirate it? I think it's on Apple TV. 
if I remember right. Okay. It's on like it was made for some streaming service, but it had like a theatrical. Now, run. on a scale uh, of one to ten, how psychotic of a pick is this to watch on a first date? It's of the best picture winners, which I'm looking at now. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not the craziest one to watch on a first date. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. It is, I mean, it is about just the like slow moving genocide of the Osage people. So it's uh, a bit of a downer. I'll admit. Bit of a downer. Bit of a downer. Even if it ends on, I think, a deeply powerful and hopeful note. I don't. I don't need to praise Killers of the Flower Moon. Everyone who's seen it has loved it. It's genuinely like one of Martin Scorsese's best movies, which I was not expecting. Next going to into. Shark Tales. Next to Shark Tale? Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, just like Shark Tale, Martin Scorsese uh, makes an appearance as an actor in Killers it's of the Flower Moon. It's his second one? It's his well, second not a voice movie over. he's done that? Oh, Unfort- damn. Yeah. That would be so sick if just like the uh, the CGI pufferfish just shows up. <laughs> That'd be the last so good. Oh, it'd be my Black. favorite movie ever. <laughs> um, but it was so good. I But before I saw Killers of the Flower Moon, I loved Past Lives. It was... Before I saw Killers of the Flower Moon, it was my favorite movie of last year. Um, I don't think one. it will win. Is it more psychotic to watch that one on a first date? No, actually, you know what? Past Lives, here's the thing. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. But, like, well, not very sad. But it is sad. It's, like, a very human movie. But it's it's a pretty straightforward romance movie, too. Um, okay. And it's really good. I saw okay. it with my mom. Um, interesting and and we actually both cried in the movie theater watching it I did a lot of crying in movie theaters last year which I've never done before did you do a lot of crying in general and it just happened to be in a movie Honestly, theater no. you don't really um, I don't cry when I'm going through distress yeah no I don't I'm not a big crier I um like I'll cry if something's like really really fucking sad or I'll cry at art and that is yeah exactly that is like it. I cry I've I've started crying at art a lot more than I used to I found um I was dude I was reading a Kurt Vonnegut novel a couple of days ago getting teary eyed which was crazy and I've read that book before like a dozen times not a dozen uh, maybe about five times it was probably my fifth full read through of it um, my dog ve- fell asleep and she was very clearly looking through the doorway at me when she fell asleep yes. it's very cute. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. So anyway, so I loved Past Lives, mm-hmm. but I think it'd be a safe first date movie pick, okay. I think. Okay. Um, like I said, it's, it's a sad movie, but it is, it's a romance movie. There's nothing like I've crazy. I've watched crazier, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I like, have to, famous. With, uh, with dates, I've watched like Last Night in Soho, a crazy movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a crazy movie, period. Uh, just a crazy movie, but like any movie where spoiler alert any movie where the crux of it is like men are bad and probably rapists yeah well that's not great there's also isn't there like a scene where she like has a panic attack while she's having sex yes yeah that well it doesn't do great things to set the mood for a first date no 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 it doesn't again it's better than the lobster i must admit yeah it is Um, it is which um you know, so I guess, I, damn. Famously, my go-to is The Thing, movies. which leaves people with a strong impression of me. Ooh, that's actually really smart. Re- my, whether good or not, it's a strong impression is, of me. Yeah, I, did I tell you? I finally bought The Thing on YouTube last year. Oh, that's um, a good idea. Which is I always good make because, my date rent it. Yes. I um, I realized at one point that I had, like, by that point, because rented of the number of times so I many times. It, I had basically bought the movie twice. Uh, and I was like, I need to just, bite the it bullet. is my favorite movie. I need to bite the bullet and admit mm-hmm. this to myself, but I'm going to keep renting it for the rest of my life. Yep. Let's just, let's just buy it. Um, and now I watch it. It's honestly not, the same. It's, it's not a great first date movie in terms of like ends on kind of a downer. It ends on know? kind of a downer. It's all about paranoia and an inability. It's all about paranoia. People. It's all, it's just a bunch of guys being guys. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I think I'll do. I'll start, like, the first date. I go, like, by the way, I want you... This movie is what it will be like hanging out with me. Uh, and yeah. then, like, I'll, I'll I'll hit play. And then I'll pause it immediately after hitting play and go, I'm Kurt Russell, obviously. And then hit play <laughs> and not speak for the rest of the movie. <laughs> 
I think I should do that too. I think that that's powerful. Yeah. And, yeah I'm so we'll the dog. That. And then. <laughs> um. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I think what we'll do, we'll both do that. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out a time where it'll be the point where I go on my one date. This is yeah. We'll both do this, and then we'll report back to each other on the podcast about what the results were like. Yes. Uh, I think that'll be good. Yeah, how crazy would it be if I'm like, yeah, and we're engaged now. Uh, (laughs) And in the middle of it, she proposed, so. Yeah, she proposed to me, and I said, well, this will be a good story. Uh, (laughs) You said life is but a train, and if you jump off of it, you're probably going to die. I think, damn, could you imagine proposing to someone and they respond with, ah, this will be a good story. I think I (laughs) (laughs) No, I have people that have definitely gotten engaged for the bit. Yeah, and look. And some of them are married for the bit. Yeah. If you're happy, you're happy. Yeah, Yeah, that's also a great, getting, like, instead of saying that when you're uh, getting proposed to, like, proposing by going, like, for the bit as I, like, pop open the ring. Like, just, come on. It's your vows for the bit? Yeah. For the bit. Yeah, like I, I had a friend, I think I talked about it on the podcast, last last semester I had a friend who um, I went, I asked her out to go to a, a date night with me that my school was hosting mm-hmm. so we could go on the one date and tell people that we were exes. I don't remember right. how that came. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, now I'm just mad. I Did need I, to find another. I think there was a pair of actors that considered getting married and then divorced. That way they could say they were, right? It was Michael Sarah and, and Aubrey uh, Blossom, maybe? I think so god damn now i'm blanking on who it was i think uh, so that sounds correct yeah. we're gonna go with it, that it sounds right and i believe you um but uh, i'm gonna be totally wrong ah uh, you know <laughs> but i uh yeah anyway now i just need to find someone else where i can do that but in a slightly different way and go like hey how about we live the rest of our lives together happily as a joke uh <laughs> i need to find someone who'll go like damn what a great bit <laughs> that's hilarious that's so funny um, that that's so funny and you can be like and people will think we're in love and they're like ah oh, damn see now that i'm thinking about it that is the setup to every rom-com from the 90s isn't it? yeah uh, shit <laughs> it's see, every like wattpad story too right probably i don't know i'm fortunately i know next to nothing about fan fiction i've really dodged that bullet listen uh, i was a middle school girl once all middle school girls were reading stories on wattpad because it was free books Exactly. Not good, look, but free. Yeah, look, I'm not judging the the fan fiction girlies out there. I'm just saying that I am not one of them, and frankly, I do not understand them I'm or their minds. I'm glad I never uh, wrote it. That's all I'm. Yeah. Because there was a girl yeah. who wrote fan fiction about like people in the school, and that was terrifying. Okay, yeah. So one of them was like a, little... a murder one, and it was like my friend's older sister got murdered in her fan yeah, fiction. You told me about that. Like, yeah, that is. You can't be doing that. That's a bit crazy. You should not be doing that. Hey, did we? Did we talk last week about Lightlark, by the way? Speaking of, like, no. bad fiction. Are you familiar with this? No. It's, okay, it's like a TikTok novel. Um, and I don't mean to be dramatic, but literature is dead. Uh, this book is so bad. When, My like, friend, Colleen Hoover is... It's, yeah, it's... It lacks the technical proficiency of Colleen Hoover. Oh, which is maybe the meanest thing I've ever said about any book. Um, I feel like, like reading Colleen Hoover is like watching a bad movie that had a lot of money behind it. Right? Yes. Like, and it's slick. Enough. It's slick. It's yeah. easy to watch. But it's not good. Yeah. So the interesting thing about Lightlark is um, a lot of, actually, a lot of the people I've read, a lot of the people I've, like, seen talking who've read it say that it feels like it should have been a screenplay. Um, because she's so bad at describing everything. Uh, hang on. I'm going to read the saga book one. Oh no. Yeah. I'm going to read the Amazon description to you and our listeners so we can all, um, enjoy this together. And then I'm going to share a few of my thoughts. I haven't made a very author. What if they won? I actually don't know because it surely should not be for this comedian. Mm. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. She's also rich. Uh, I think your sister owns like a publishing company or something, if I remember right. Uh, well, which rocks. Two okay, of her here. books begin with Curse of the, which is a good sign. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Uh, here's the, the, the Amazon description. Welcome to the Centennial. 
Every 100 years, the island of Lightlark appears to host the Centennial. As a side note, even the flavor text on the back is written badly. Because what they mean is the island shows up and then hosts the Centennial. Not looks like the island is hosting it. But that's not the point. Uh, Deadly game, but only the rulers of six realms are invited to play. The invitation is a summons, a call to embrace victory and ruin, baubles and blood. Damn, who up bobbling they blood? Uh, the Centennial offers uh, the six rulers one final chance to break the curses that have plagued their realms for centuries. Each ruler has something to hide. Each realm's curse is uniquely wicked. To destroy the curses, one ruler must die. Did you, have you read the, the description? Do you know what the name of the main character is? If you haven't, no. I want you to guess. Oh, Take I have no idea. She already has a book called Night's Bane, which would have been my yeah. guess. Which is the sequel to Lightlark. Okay, here it is. It's, I think Isla is how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's I something will... insane. Yeah, well, so I know that it's not like that because I was watching a video about it a couple of days ago. And someone was like, see, I thought it was pronounced Isla. Then I saw the author say her name, and it's some insane pronunciation that no one has ever done Do you before. think she meant for it to be Isla and didn't know how that name was pronounced and wrote it anyway? Yes, definitely. Uh, her name is You look like Isla. a ghost right now on my screen, by the way. Okay, hang on, let me... Absolutely gonna, terrifying. Like, to, uh, what, why do I look like a ghost? What do I... Is it just... Uh, I think I look fine. You look invisible. <laughs> Interest. <laughs> Let me take a picture so I don't sound insane. take a picture. I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated as to what uh, you what look. You here. look less invisible now. Okay, well, I'm going to switch back to the other tab so you can see. Maybe that'll help increase the effect. Am I back to looking invisible? Um, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't capture well on camera. But you fine. look like you're CG'd into your background. Oh, hell yes. Like, badly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, sorry, the, the name of this ruler, our main character, is isla crown because she's on an island and she's the leader of a you know a uh she's the ruler of something that's so not she good. wears a crown no it's terrible it's awful she's a ruler of the wildlings a realm of temptresses cursed to kill anyone they fall in love with they are feared and despised and are counting on isla to end their suffering by succeeding at the centennial to survive isla must cheat lie and betray even as love complicates everything. Um, so that's the description of it. Not only is the description bad, it's also mostly inaccurate. Like, there's no deadly games being played. Isla doesn't really like it. Feel, cheat, and lie. Um, it's crazy. It's a terrible book. I'm going to force you now to listen as I read the first paragraph of this book. Because Perfect, because I found some, I found a review that I have some excerpts from that I'm going to read after. Yeah, dude. no, I was, wa I watched like a two-hour video of someone like talking about the book and just going like, this is just, why did any of this happen? This is crazy. Uh, okay, hang on, jump back. So I, I'm making really slow progress through this book. I um, I started reading it for the first time with my friend. And was visibly overcome with despair it's halfway being, through the first paragraph. It's being made into a movie Well, now by the producers of Twilight. They bought the movie rights, but I don't think they've actually said that they're making it into a movie. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, they probably will, right? I don't know. I genuinely, there have been a lot of bad YA novels made into movies. Mm -hmm. This Is one's this next Divergent? It's worse than Divergent. Like, significantly. One of the other things that they didn't mention about the wildlings, they can only eat human hearts. That's also part of their curse. Oh, is that why there's a heart on the cover? Probably. Cool. Honestly, I don't even know if that was intentional. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so... Someone... Well, normally the cover art isn't done by the author, so she probably sent it to somebody, they read the book, and were like, man, we'll just yeah, make it a heart. They, like, skimmed the book, and they're like, yeah, cool, good enough. Oh, I love yeah. the Star shirt, by the way. I only just saw that. Um, oh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, so, oh, my God. Anyway, someone in the video I was watching, they uh, they did the math on how many, like, human hearts these people, like, how many people would need to die every year for this nation to live if they ate a single human heart every month. Um, and there were, it's also, like, we never really mentioned, like, the size of any of the nations, so we have no sense of scale. But 
apparently she was like talking about it where she was like, yeah, if there were if this is a nation of 6000 people, which is very small, we would need a country. We would need the world to have millions upon millions of people for this not to be a catastrophic event like every month. Anyway, um, I'm going to read the first paragraph of this thing just so you can get an idea of the uh, the beauty of the prose. <clears throat> I look around often fell through puddles of stars and into faraway places, period, always without permission and seemingly on the worst occasions, period. So we're two sentences in and we already have a sentence fragment as a side note. Now, here's the thing. But it's not an artistic choice and it's very clearly oh. not an artistic choice. Yes. And you see, you've discovered something that I it took me a little bit longer to admit to myself because <laughs> many times throughout this book, something will happen. and I'll go, well, I could see that if it was intentional. No, that's I don't think not it is, to keep though. bringing it up, but I'm thinking of ending things uses segment fra- like sentence fragments yes. constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Or, yeah. Or There's like the thing seven I just of read. them in a paragraph. Like, yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah. Like and Vonnegut does the same thing. Read it as though you're in the character's mind and they're having a narrative in their head, not yeah. exposition. Yeah. Vonnegut does the same thing. Right. And it, it, similarly, it's intentionally to like create a like very clipped feeling. Uh, it's mm-hmm. because of the way that he wants to write. Anyway, that is not. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. If there's a parenthetical in your sentence fragment, I think that's a good sign that it was not meant to be a sentence fragment. Anyway, even after five years, portaling still made her bones groan. Now, you might ask yourself, what is portaling? You're going to keep asking yourself that. She held her star stick tightly, her breath bottled in her chest like the rare perfumes on her vanity, the glass room spinning and fractured colors bleeding together until gravity finally pinned her down like a loose thread in the universe. End of the first paragraph. Now you might be asking yourself, what is the star stick? You will continue asking yourself that, I am told, for both of the novels that have been published so far in this universe. It is never established what the star stick is exactly or what it looks like. Is that the plot twist everyone keeps referring to in this? Um... No, there's a lot of plot twists. They're all like in like the last chapter, apparently. According according to this, according to this, well, this person is mad about it. Let me read what the review starts with, and then yes, I'll say please. what they. I'll try say and about. I'll try and lend some. I'll try and shed some light on their complaints. As someone who dro- well, it's a really long review. I'm only reading excerpts. Okay. As someone who dropped one of the first, this is an edit. As someone who dropped one of the first comprehensive bad reviews of this book, I just want to say I do not support the review bombing of it. It's tacky and uncouth in what bigots do every time there is a woman in a TV show. We're better than this. This situation could have been a constructive conversation about the quality of a book, privileges, the highly commercialized state of publishing, the influence of TikTok or false advertising. Instead, we're having none of these. Do not invalidate anyone's identity. This is unproductive and invasive speculation. Focus on actions, on stuff that's actually happening. Come on, be real. Interesting. I wonder what identities people are invalidating I, here. I don't know. Um, anyway, yes, where? please. Sorry. Um, let me go. Oh, so apparently the plot twist. Um, yes, please. She won't say exactly what the twist was, but apparently by the end of it, there are no morally good female characters in the book. Oh, yeah, no, because she has like. Which is sick. Like a, just like a best friend. It's it suffers MC from that thing. That, and the servant girl, who are technically yes. okay, morally good. The rest of them are straight up evil, backstabbing. Like Yeah. And like her her servant girl, I think part of like her backstory is that like her trainers just like constantly like tortured and abused her to make her stronger, and it's just like framed as a good thing. But yeah, she yeah, has like any one... betrayal or misstep by a man is handled with miles more nuance and forgiveness than anything a woman does in this book. Yes, one of my favorite twists that I learned about. So this girl, I think, she, we're never given an exact age, but we're told that she's just shy of two decades old. So which like is 18. a crazy way to she's write 18. that. Yeah, she's like 18. Um, one of like the other rulers. The other guy's like 500, right? Yeah, he's 500, and they've already yeah. fucked. That's like that's one of the other <laughs> twists. Is that like they were already in love, but he like he didn't trust her to like go along with whatever his plan was. So he wiped her memory without telling her he was going to do it and made her forget the fact that they were in love. Um, Yeah. And that's like just sort of like a thing that happens out of nowhere. Oh, my God. So while she was writing this book, her first agent dropped her for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, and that's so part funny. Of, that's part of like this when she markets it on TikTok. That's like part of her like world boss story. Is she's like, I fought for this novel even after my first publisher dropped me because I was insisting on working on it. It's like that's not a good sign, you know? Like, yeah. Anyway, she was I learned OP about this book and had hella magic. Well. Is what she says about the love interest. It's fair. Yeah, no, that's the thing. So there's like the the whatever kingdoms, right? And they all have like curses and powers. And um, one of them, it's like they can like control the wind. And then her love interest's kingdom is like they have shadow magic and can also like travel through shadows and like make swords with their hands. Like, and when they have the... kids, they're passing down their magic and begin to age. Yes. Um, oh. It's, but yeah, it's very interesting because it's it's similar to Divergent in that way, where it's like with Divergent, there's like the they're like we have the groups of people, right? There's like there's the smart people, there's the honest people, and then there's the super cool group that get tattoos and piercings, right? Like right, and that's very much the vibe of this. Is like there's two there's two like kingdoms that have super cool powers, and like the rest of everybody suck. else is incredibly lame. Like, there's one guy who, you like... You can be a square, or you can almost die. And you're like, well... Hang on. Let me see if I can look at... I'm going to try and look up, like, the various powers. Because they're also, like, never explicitly, like, just laid out. Hang on. It's Light Lark. It's the Hunger Games on Love Island, but not in a good way. Yes. That's actually a fantastic way of describing it. <laughs> that's really good. Kingdom powers. Yeah, 500 power in Rise of Kingdoms. Okay. Uh... Okay, let's see. Hang on. It looks like this guy is going to have it all lined up. Here's the twist. Not really. Damn, this is a long review. What's the review that you're on right now? It was the top one on Goodreads. Yeah, the... Uh, oh, okay. I'm reading I'm, others yeah. of them now. I'm just going through. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, there's so many powerful excerpts in the one that I'm looking at right now. Um, oh, there's so many powerful excerpts. They're like describing... Okay. This is the blood. This is this is a description of like what happens when they all like go into they like go through a portal or something. Here's how the book describes it. Cleo's blood hardened into ice before being seared by the fire. Brim's blood became dark as ink. Azul's blood suspended in the air, separating into parts before finally falling. Celeste's blood burst into a mess of sparks. Oro's blood burned brightly before even reaching the flames. Truly, it leaps off the page, right? So why is her uh, blood experiencing sublimation is my question. Yeah, it's very powerful. Like, uh, okay, did she mean for that to happen? Does she know what yeah, sublimation I, I, <laughs> is? I am so curious about so many things. I know. Okay, wait, here it is. It hardened here into it ice and then burned up. Yeah, and you know what? I'm a big fan. Yeah, her blood became dry ice. Um, okay, here it is. So here are the names of the various realms. Okay. We have the Moonlings, the Sunlings, the Starlings, the Skylings, the Wildlings. Would you like to guess what, like, the shadow people are called? The ones who live in the night? What? Are they the Shadowlings? No. They are the Nightshades. Why is it that they aren't... So they're the cool beings? ones. They're the tattooed yeah. ones, right? Hey. They're the cool ones. They're like the cool, edgy ones. That's like her edgy, cool, love interest guy, right? Who's 500 also, and they've already fucked. Yeah. Why are they called the Nightshades if everybody else is a Ling of some variety, right? What is she? What? Is she a Starling? I think she's a Wildling, remember? Because they're oh, the ones who yeah, like, yeah, they eat they, hearts. They right. eat hearts and they kill the men that they love. But also, like, she's she doesn't have those curses for some reason. I would love if the plot twist was that she's a praying mantis. <laughs> 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 That's what I want this book to be. I know it's not what this book is, but no, I like that. Um, it, there's a lot of comparisons to. Oh, here it is. Okay, sorry. Please continue. There's a lot of comparisons to uh, Hunger Games, which isn't a good thing because Hunger Games is fine, but we don't need more of it, right? No, the Hunger Games. I love the Hunger Games, and we'll I loved it when books. I read it. I um, you know, I was in middle school, but I loved it when I read it. I reread them pretty recently, and they are actually, they hold up. Do they hold up? Oh. In part because, well, A, they, like, the Hunger Games started a lot of the tropes that are now, like, everywhere. So, like, it's 
you know, you're not going to like, like the author isn't like chasing tropes in the way that a lot of authors are now when they write YA literature, but also because like, there's a point to it. Like she's making, it's not like a subtle metaphor, but she's, you know, making a point with her dystopia instead of just going like, damn, wouldn't this be fucked up? Okay. I found it. Okay. These are, it's a breakdown of the curses and powers of each of the nations. Okay. I have a, I have a breakdown of love interests and characters that I'm going to yes. do afterwards. Right, we'll examine that too. Uh, so here are the various nations and their curses and powers. So the wildlings can control plants and animals, and they can make magic elixirs. They can grow forests instantly. They have animal companions. They can magically seduce people. Like they're like very hot and sexy. Uh, okay. They're also just like non-magically hot. Like everyone just thinks that they're hot, even when they aren't like using powers. Right. And they can make like gemstones. Isn't that kind of a useless power if you're hot and you can make yourself hot? Yeah, exactly. You're hot and you can like seduce people with magic instead of, I guess, good Seducing luck. people like, with being yeah. hot. Like seduce people the traditional way. Um, personally, I would not magically roofie a girl if I was also hot. Or actually, in general, I want to be clear, I would not magically roofie girls under any context. Period. Or roofie girls, um, magic or not. Yes, I would not do that either. Yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, I would never do this magically. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, what, is, what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> Will you explain that to the court? No. No. <laughs> Your Honor, I would not magically cast a fireball into that building. No, you're on trial for detonating a bomb in the courthouse. We're not <laughs> asking about magic. Uh, anyway, another curse. I just wanted to stand that I would not magically do that. <laughs> uh, when a woman falls in love, she goes feral and tries to murder her lover. It's not entirely specified what that means. So also, does she try or does she have to succeed? Does she like try she for a tries. short period of time and it's like werewolf style where if you like make it through the night, you're good, like ready or I'm not? It's not entirely like, what's clear. The... Um, they also, they eat exclusively anyway. human hearts, um, about one to two a month, it seems. Um, how do they have people for that? Funny. You'd think that, uh, an author would maybe specify that in some way. Maybe they're eating the other, well, like, so factions? They allude at one point, there's sort of like an oblique reference made to the fact that they, like, kill and eat anyone who trespasses on their lands. And also, but like, that'd be why a would lot you of keep trespassers. Tra- why would you keep trespassing on their lands, and why would you ever date one of them? Yes. See, now this is the other, the video I was watching, she was talking about it. She was like, and you know, you'd think maybe that would, like, be interesting, right? Like, the culture would have grown up around that, right? Like, they would have, like, banned romance stories or something, right? Yeah, and right? they, like, it's... No, they don't really do any of that. Revolting against the... Yeah. The bad but, love or whatever, and it could be an allegory for being gay or something. Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing. She also pointed out that this does just make patriarchy reasonable because, like, if you live in a world where women will go insane and try to murder people if they fall in love with them, why would you ever put a woman in a position of power? In fact, as she pointed out, she's like, why don't you just like it? She was like, you, it would be what you need is two gay men to rule your country because then yeah. you're very safe in knowing that they will never go insane and try to kill each other. It's You've like... like You've created a nation in which women should not be given rights or allowed to leave the home. They reinvented hysteria. Like, what have they... exactly. Um, And for this, we invented quaaludes. And it's like, well, what are you... Hmm." (laughs) Well, hang on now. Maybe... Back it up, back it up. Back it up, back it up, hang on now. Now, next... And so some of them have, like, ironic powers, right? Like, for instance, the, the women fall in love and then they go crazy. But they're also, like, all sexy temptresses. Right. Uh, the sunlings have fire powers, and they can sort of, like, control fire and heat. They can also gild things, solid gold. They can just, like, turn things into solid gold sometimes. But it is describing as gilding them solid gold. Now, you will note, when you gild something, you do not make it solid gold. You you cover it lightly with gold. But that doesn't really matter. Oh, I, I know the plot twist now. Or one of oh, them. Oh, yes. Uh, so she's and- not just a wildling. No, she's the super her special divergent nightshade. Girl. That's right. Which does mean that like her main love interest like knew her dad and was his boss, which is a little weird. That hmm. uh, well, yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the sunlings like first though. Look at this. Get a load of this grim little irony. They can't go out in the sun. Or they oh. Die. Oh yeah, they're called the sunlings, but they can't go out in the sun. Truly, it's like a Twilight Zone sort of twist. Uh, okay, the nightshades, on the other hand, 
can walk through walls, turn invisible, shoot beams of death. They can create illusions, communicate via mirrors, alter memories, create black holes, sense curses, cast curses. They can use long distance telepathy. They have shadow tendrils, which I don't think are ever specified exactly what that means. They can sense emotions and they can project illusions into the mind directly. Their curses, they can't go outside at night or they die. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, it seems like there's a bit of a power imbalance here. A little bit, a little bit. We discussed. And uh, you'd be wrong. I don't think so at all. Personally. Okay, so so here's the characters, right? Yes. Okay. We have Oro, angry hot blonde guy with sun powers. We yep. have Grim, comes from a night-themed realm slash court, can read minds, but is super creepy. Every time he's mentioning raking his eyes over Isla's scantily clad body, I would not trust this man to hold my drink. Yeah. Azul, token gay and black character, a two-for-one, who does nothing for the plot, is actually off, like, not in the book for 67% of the book. Yeah, I, Cleo. So, while we're talking about Azul, I would just like to note the Skyling's powers, because Azul is the Skyling. And you can tell that he's not in the book, because here are the powers that are listed. I like this. She didn't even make the a complete sentence, the, the, the person who made this, like, list. They just, powers wrote, control air, fly. And then for curse, it is can't fly, frowny face. <laughs> um, so they can fly, but they can't fly? Yeah, what? they get the power to fly, but their curse is they can't fly. Which, like, that's not an ironic subversion of their power. That's just, just took mean. Their power now they're just normal people with wind powers. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Anyway. Is it supposed to be like Icarus, where, like, if you fly too close to the sun, you'll die? Well, they just or like fly anymore. Like, that's their curse, is that that's... their whole people can't fly. Assuming she knew about Icarus might be a yeah strong assumption. Um, but you know, if she yeah exactly, and if she knew about Icarus, she'd probably like do something with the Sunlings, you know. Um, yeah. But okay. Uh, yeah, oh, here we'll trade off. Yeah, hit me with a character. We'll okay, Cleo, off. bitch queen with vague water powers. <laughs> Hashtag buy rep from one throwaway line. Yeah. Which. Rocks, yeah. Cleo is one of the. She's just sort of like mean throughout most of the book. I I think eventually we're given a reason for her hating the character. I don't remember, but she does just sort of like suck for most of it. The Starlings, they have energy powers which are not really specified. They can shoot energy beams and they can make sparks. Uh, they also have like precise telekinesis over multiple objects, and they can create solid swords from pure energy and are very good blacksmiths. Okay. Now, what do you think the ironic subversion of those powers is, Jillian? Is it that they can't use swords? No, they all die at the age of 25. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and then we have... You, the Skyling curse is that they can't use one of their powers. The Starlings die when they turn Ooh. 25. <laughs> Damn. I agree. I agree with your dog. I'm displeased at this. Uh, sorry, please. Yeah, hit me with another character. Okay, this is the last one that I have. Celeste. Isla's best friends with Star of Powers. Very magical anime girl until she isn't. <laughs> that rocks. That does um, rock. Oh, yeah, here's another great one. The, the this is the is final. An egg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they talk a lot about eggs. At one point, one of the sections that gets climbed on the most is she describes the sun as looking yolky at several points. Which is like, it looked like the yolk of an egg. <laughs> Um, the weirdest egg-related book I've read is Mavefly. That does some weird things with eggs. If you're not comfortable with thinking about eggs in a sexual way, do not read that book. It's very okay, weird. I'm, I'm very glad that you hit me with that disclaimer. I wasn't <laughs> going to read it, and I'm definitely not going to read it, I think. It's it's like a page-turner, I won't lie, but like... Oh, I'm sure. That's the thing. That's the problem with books that do weird things like that, is I'm always... Boy, I'm sucked in quickly. I'm spending the whole time she's reading like, going like She works like as this. a Disney princess, but she does cocaine like all the time in costume, which is great. Okay, she might be me actually. Um, she's she's sick. You spend most of the book being like, listen, I know she really wants to murder people, but also literally me. It's girl Patrick yeah. Bateman is what it is. Damn, she's so real for that. I a couple days ago I I took a selfie of myself and posted it. Because I unfortunately I was wearing like a jacket. Like a coat that I had oh, yeah, you posted this in the Yeah, I sent it to the Discord. Discord. I posted it to my Instagram as well, and I included the caption, I'm like if Patrick Bateman loved and respected women with a little heart behind That's it. That's really good. Oh, I was so proud of it. And let me tell you, sharp divide in the responses, which is to say a lot of guys responding going, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen, and a lot of women just threatening to kill me. 
Um, there was really no in between. Uh, just a lot of women going like, Matt, I'm going to kill you. Take this I'm down. I'm glad to be the outlier here. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Julian. Um, You're welcome. Subverting expectations. Yeah, exactly. I'm this not podcast, like other girls. Yeah, we're very progressive, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final, the final realm. This is another power that I, I mean, another curse that I really like. So we have the moonlings, who can control water and ice. They also have magical healing abilities and resistance to cold. Now they they're can't cursed. Go out in the moon. Or no, that's already one of the other ones. Well, kind of. Which is to say, every full moon, any moonlings near the ocean are attacked by it. And it is <laughs> what not entirely. Like by a shark, by the ocean itself? Do they not know what rising tides are? What is going on? It seems like the waves themselves will like grab you and pull you into the ocean. Um, Which is especially interesting, like as a curse, because, you know, you'd think that they just wouldn't live by the beach anymore, you know? Yeah, you'd think they'd just be inland people. Yeah, but the novel says like every full moon, they still lose like dozens of people. That's so stupid. Like, oh my not, god. Don't go to the docks on the night of the full moon. I'm begging you. You know Jesus, what's about to happen. Jesus uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's the I vibe. I just want to mention we're 50 minutes into this and have not mentioned the video we watched. Oh my god, I've completely forgot because I started <laughs> thinking about Lightlark again and got angry. Anyway, guys, um don't read Lightlark, but if you do, um don't pay for it. Is all that I have to say to mm-hmm. you. Um I didn't and I won't, and I'm proud to admit that. Uh, we watched Why Do We Love Stupid by the Nostalgia Critic. This one, it's Doug's Red Tubira. Um, oh, it's, oh my god. It's Doug making fun of Lindsay Ellis is what it feels like. I wish that this was an I wish it was. I yeah, so wish be, it was. That would be so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> no, unfortunately, this is genuine. Um, this is genuine. Um, he's he trying to analyze what comedy is and why we think some stupid things are dumb and why we think some stupid things are funny, right? That's yeah. his yeah, thesis. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. Is he's trying to analyze specifically stupid comedy, right? Because he has an infamous video. We might have to rewatch that one. I don't remember if we actually watched it, actually. Where he does, like, a video analyzing what makes something funny. And mm-hmm. he has that, like, infamously stupid statement. He calls back to it in this one where he says that all comedy is based on pain. Um, yes! He, yeah. whenever he, he says that, back to that one, this one, I was one. so confused. He's like, well, comedy to me is laughing at pain. And I was like, is that comedy to you? Yeah. Like it's, here's the thing. There is a good deal there of comedy, is comedy. It's based on pain. I'd say if you want to say all of it. a good amount of comedy is based on the absurdity of life. I'd be like, yes, yeah. correct. Not and, saying much, but you are correct. Yeah, exactly. And, like, inherent in that, obviously, is going to be some, like, suffering, right? Mm-hmm. But, no, he says all comedy is fundamentally based on pain, which is insane and weird, especially when you watch Doug's comedy. Which none of it is based on Most of which is pain. not based on pain, yeah. The only uh, pain is watching it. Yeah. And unless that's the joke, and he's been fooling us all for many years, yeah, and that's Doug the is, funny thing, that if, is if the, the maybe thing. the best reading of his work I've ever heard. Yeah, that... Doug is actually the greatest comedic genius ever. He's a. He's this like, is his sitting on the stage and eating a bowl of ice cream. Yeah, exactly. You know how uh, people like theorize that like um, Bill Hicks is just Alex Jones, right? And then he's just mm-hmm. been doing like a prolonged bit for decades now. Yeah. That's when I'm gonna start telling people about Doug Walker. I'm like, yeah, Doug Walker is actually, actually Bill character. Hicks. He faked his death. Um, mm-hmm. He faked his death. He got hairline reducing surgery. Very and, weird. Um, yeah, and uh, voice feminization, uh, what is it? What's the term for, like, uh, training your voice to sound more feminine and, like, high pitch? Bill I don't Hicks know, I just hear voice too, training. And then he became Doug. Uh, yeah, voice training, maybe that's what it is. Oh, I was thinking of um, facial feminine. Anyway. Yeah, FFS. But that's what Bill Hicks did to become Doug. Uh, um, it's just, it's not He also video. calls much. himself a comedian several times, which oh, yeah, is Yeah, where he goes, like, so fellow funny. comedian. At one point where it's like, what are you? And he's comparing himself to like, who is he comparing himself to? Andy Kaufman. Yes, Andy Kaufman is who he's comparing himself to. And he goes, Andy Kaufman, my fellow comedian. Yeah. And you're like, um, uh, I hate to say it, buddy. I hate to be the one who breaks this news to you. You're not Andy Andy Kaufman. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like Andy Kaufman that much, but But you're you're not not Andy Kaufman. Um. 
This is a side note. I've, they talked about it on Coward Hour on the live stream a while back. That classic Andy Kaufman bit that was just him, like, wrestling women. Um, so I think one of them, like, broke his collarbone, too. Like, he didn't win, which it circles back around to being funny. Um, it's true. Yeah, if you're losing like, a wrestling woman, that is a hilarious joke. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, oh, right, yeah, you forgot that there are women who wrestle, like, in this world. Like, you're not yeah. just going to automatically overpower every woman on Earth in a wrestling match. That doesn't make um, any sense. Doug does reference the, um, I had forgotten all about the classic video, Batman Eats a Hot Dog. Um, I was glad to remember it. I was like, what a charming it's little a, video. It is a charming little um, video. He doesn't mention its, um, its classic spinoff, which is to say Hot Dog Eats a Batman. Uh, which is just, it's the same animation, but it's a hot dog eating a little mini Batman. I think uh, also, so he's right that putting a weird amount of effort into something is funny. What he's wrong about is thinking low effort stuff isn't funny. Yeah, exactly. Like, because he, like the, the He-Man video that he shows us, that like, uh, it's just him singing What's Up. Um, that one's just funny because it's silly. It's not funny because there's yeah. like... An insane no amount of in pain. No money put a ton of effort into it. I mean, it's just goofy. maybe they put a ton of effort into it. It doesn't look like they put a ton of effort into it. No. It looks like something that someone got really high, thought would be funny, and did. Um, yeah. And they were right, as a side note. They're right. It's a, They're a classic right. video. It's charming. Um, it's very charming. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... I just think he's wrong, and she's... Took a lot of time to say nothing in this video. Yeah. And he's so convinced that he's saying something in it. And that's really, I think, the most upsetting part. He also, the weird, like, way that he tries to set it up and, like, to tell us, like, to prove that we all love stupid things Mm -hmm. is he talks about watching a video of the Dalai Lama. Yes. And then he sees that it only has... It's like, so I watched this video of the Dalai Lama, and I was like, wow, what a powerful video. And I saw it only has 2,000 views. Then I watched this other video, and I think that's the point where it's like He-Man yes. singing Hey Ya. Yeah, and uh, he goes, and that one has millions of views, and that's on the five-hour edit of it. And you're like, Doug, that doesn't... That doesn't say anything. Like, there are other videos of the Dalai Lama on YouTube, right? Like, that I have can find... Of views. You just yeah, found, I, like, someone's camera footage of, like, a Q&A. Like, wh- exactly. Like, I could find a video of a guy with 12, like, I could find a 12-view video of a guy, like, talking about the Quran. Islam is still one of the largest religions on Earth. Yeah, like, I didn't, so I didn't stupid. prove that it's not a big that's religion so because I've had a YouTube video with no views. It's just, it's fascinating. Let's take a look oh, at the comments. There was so. another thing. They're all praising him. I looked. No. All right, sorry. Please continue with what you were saying while I oh, get upset I'm as I confirm now. this. Um, oh, damn. He he does. He's like, everyone loves Dumb and Dumber. And I'm like, not everyone loves Dumb and Dumber. No, you don't I do not love does. Dumb and Dumber. Do not know me. Yeah. And then oh, he yeah. plays a not funny scene from it, too. Yeah, like the, uh, the most annoying sound in the world or whatever. Yeah, that's not funny. No, it's not funny. Sorry if you think like, that's funny. You're fucking stupid. That is not funny. Yeah. I don't, like, hate Dumb and Dumber. I just don't really like it either. Like, it's not my sense of humor, right? No, it's not my sense of humor. Like, it's... it's no broad comedies are my sense of humor. I yeah, think that when I've, we say we hate comedies, that's what we mean, is we hate broad comedy. Not we yeah. hate comedy. <laughs> Clearly look, we admittedly, don't. Joey and I are both insecure still about that. We did get... <laughs> I would like to note, rightfully clowned on for saying that we didn't like any comedies. And proceeded to name a bunch of comedies we liked yeah that was a good yeah, one like, for well, us well those ones don't count yeah and he, that was i think the best part about it was i don't even know if we realized we were doing it every time we named a comedy that we liked we're like i don't think that's really a comedy and they just <laughs> <laughs> so the point is guys even we the famous comedy understanders mm-hmm. know that Doug is off on this video yeah um broad comedies just don't appeal to me is what we meant to say yeah, that's what we meant to say. Um, yeah, that was a crazy take of ours. We that was probably, a crazy take. We were both losing our minds at that point in our life. I think it's fine. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> is there anything else we, you want to say in this episode, or can we wrap it up? No, no, I, think I need to go back and find that episode, though. Um, that's so funny. I forgot we did that. That is so funny. 
Me too. Every now and then I remember it and I'm like, why? Why did we, we do were, that? Like, we were so were, confident. What point were we proving? Yeah, we like Googled the phrase comedies and we're just like, yeah, I don't like any of these except for the ones that I like. Um, anyway. Listeners, thank you for holding us accountable when we said we didn't like comedies. Anyway, we don't like most comedies. There we go. Now Broad you can't get us. Odd comedies. Hmm. We got you. We outsmarted you, you fools. Uh, you I have nothing fools. more to say. Uh, hey, join the Discord. Join the Discord. Um, had a couple people join. We had one person very briefly join earlier oh, today. Very um, confusing. Which it was funny because that picture... I hate to admit it. It was a very funny picture. I it was a very that. funny picture. What is that original picture from? I don't know. It feels to me just sort of like an early internet meme that would just sort of circulate. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay. Join the Discord and scroll up in the Nongdog zone until you see everybody getting a little nervous about a new arrival, and then you will know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Listeners, we would love to have you in there. Um, maybe don't the be Patreon like, if you would like that person. Join the Patreon. We will be discussing um, a video Probably that we maybe nothing, have already because discussed. Because we definitely Probably watched nothing. it before. We watched this already? Damn. Okay. It's a crazy video. Actually, we definitely did watch that, huh? Yeah, we did. Boy, my memory is not good. Uh, okay. We might talk about 9-11 some more. Who's to say? Oh, we're going to talk about 9-11. Oh, right. That's why I know we talked about it, because I did just, like, talk about 9-11 a lot. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, that could have been about anything, let's be honest. An excellent point, unfortunately. Um, yes, we don't have an outro. 